Are you guys pictures up? Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton, back from the dead. <laughs> and I'm Penn Ketchum. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, we got to get used to this again. We're running remote. Uh, one week here, uh, as I'm almost out of quarantine. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So last week I did the show by myself. Man, what an amazing sad affair. <laughs> <laughs> so you must be pretty pleased with yourself. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of feedback from people who were like, uh, "I mean, nobody came right out and said the show sucked," but. I think a lot of people came out and they were like, oh, I really miss David. <laughs> Look, I want to say thank you for doing the show without me and, and keeping our streak going. I thought the show was fantastic. I, I'm glad you did it. I thought it was great go. We're doing a show by yourself. It's not easy. There's, you need someone to bounce off of. And, and you did yeah, it. Yeah, I should have. I should. <laughs> We had Marley in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, no, I just I thought wanted it to say really I should. Well. Yeah. No, it, it was fine. It, it, <laughs> it was funny, though. Like, um, <laughs> definitely, because I talked to, we got some email feedback, and then I also talked to a couple people in the building, um, you know, who listened to the show. And there was definitely, like, <laughs> they were trying to be nice. You know what I mean? Everybody was trying to, everybody was trying to be nice and supportive and, like, good job, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 but, yeah, I, we... <laughs> I got to feel what it was like to be our audience as I'm editing it and, and screaming, ah, it's a guy from Game of Thrones. Come on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you had that experience. You know, we sometimes, um, like you a few years ago, bought me, paid your own money, and bought me a ticket to see Avengers on opening night at Penn Cinema in the IMAX. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Didn't we do that? And then we also did Star Wars the so same fun. year. Well, Star that was, Wars wasn't. That yeah. was it, it was <laughs> but the experience was. I mean, the experience was amazing and that's kind of like what you had. Like for me to like have the tickets and wait in line and find a seat and like sit right in, you know, with everybody. <laughs> it was amazing and it was a totally different experience because for those of you who weren't here a couple of years ago, um I have always worked the big opening nights like so opening night of avengers typically i would be like i would be there and i would see david in the lobby and it was all kinds of fun but then he would go in and watch a movie and along with 400 other people and i would go you know back to work doing what i do on opening nights but i had never experienced opening night as a customer as a fan and so that's the gift that david gave me and I guess that's what you had last week. Like you were able to hear the show in, <laughs> in all its glory <laughs> or no, in half of its glory. <laughs> 
I guess that's what I should focus on is like, I only met, you know, it was only 30 minutes. So, you know, there was only, uh, you only had to listen to half of it. Half a show. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's great. But we're really glad you're back and you look great. You sound great. You're feeling better. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Just a couple more days and I'm back to the real world. So boom. Oh, a snap. Yeah. Boom. All right. Well, we have some news. We have a lot of good trailers, or we I should say we have a lot of trailers, including <laughs> some excellent trailers. And yeah. then we reviewed <laughs> Death on the Nile. And this week's listener notes question and answer session, I think, has the pot- has the potential to be one of the best ever. Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing, uh, quite honestly. Um Yeah. All right, let's jump in with this news because Quite frankly, this might be the news of the year. America Ferrera has joined the cast of Greta Gerwig's upcoming Barbie movie in an undisclosed role. Okay, remind me America Ferrera. Uh, she is from... Um, that virgin show what was it uh was it virgin mary or whatever the one about the girl who gets pregnant it was a comedy it was a sitcom okay for years i remember yeah, yeah. i remember i can uh, picture her now i forget the name of the show but i can picture her we watched uh, i think kayla and i and, and maybe marley and amy watched the first couple episodes it wasn't great though i don't remember loving it not not that that has any problem with america but i mean david the i thought we decided Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought we decided we weren't going to make fun of the Barbie movie. Uh, did we? Well, look. <laughs> you never, you didn't sign up for that. <laughs> no one told me <laughs> I had to be seen. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, I didn't, I, when I put this note on here, I didn't mean to be comical about it. Uh, it was just like, Star, you know, news for the sake of news, but uh, right, yeah, I, I don't. Oh, who cares? <laughs> like <laughs> this Barbie movie well, is going to be crazy. No, I think we. That's exactly my point. Is that we talked about this in the past. I think you can't make you can't make this Barbie movie a a um like a joke with Greta Gerwig directing. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be a throwaway. It's not going to be like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I just don't think it's going to be a joke. Oh, my God. What if, what if, like, what, three years from now, we're, like, talking Oscars, which, by the way, the nominees are out. So if we didn't have already so much other stuff, that would have been on the list for today. But okay. Uh, what if we're, like, oh, my God, but. Do you really think Barbie will get Best Picture? Like, it definitely deserves it. Like, like to us, like, there's no, like, we're like, no questions asked. Barbie deserves all the awards. Like, right. Is, is this right. it? Is this it? Oh, my gosh. Why won't people recognize the brilliance so- of this movie? <laughs> that would make me so happy. But what I predict is that I'm going to love this movie like crazy, and you're going to be like, oh, it's awful. And it'll be like the running joke for 10 years. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. We don't we don't constantly talk about things like Venom, do we? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. In other serious news, Fox Entertainment has acquired the rights to Gumby. Ooh. 
Uh, Gumby? Okay, so Fox Entertainment plans to launch both a new animated series and somehow an additional live-action original content starring Gumby, Pokey, Prickly, Goo, and company. What? How do you feel about Gumby? Isn't that like a... I don't really have an opinion about Gumby. I, when I think of Gumby, I think of Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I mean, I know that that's a popular skit from his time uh, right. with SNL, but uh, I guess you know this is a this is a, a an age difference because I definitely grew up with Gumby was a little before my time, but it was in full syndication when I was a kid. Okay, I don't. I have literally never seen a Gumby. I like what is that? Was that a show? Was it a cartoon? What? What was it? Where's the hang up button here? Where? <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. He forgets how to disconnect. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a kids show, but it was claymation, and it was okay, like right, right, right. Classic. I think it was like late seventies. Yeah, like kids show, and it's just. A very whole, it's like a very generally a very wholesome thing. Um, but it's just funny to take a claymation show and make it live action, right? Somehow, well, I mean, are they going to do it like the way they did Tom and Jerry? Like Gumby will be animated or claymation amongst live action? I would love Gumby to be stop motion no matter what, and everyone else, (laughs) nobody move. What was there? There was a claymation show from that same era that was like religious. Do you remember that? It was like Timmy or Tommy or something, and he had a little pet dog, and it was it was like straight for it was straight up church programming. I don't remember. You don't that remember at all. that? Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of claymation. How do you know that? Not Gumby. I don't. Well, I I never once watched an entire show because even as an eight year old, I knew it was total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this young little pen dad right. this is propaganda <laughs> daddy this is crap <laughs> I want to think for myself <laughs> God gave me a brain I'm going to use it <laughs> pen I got a question for you talk to me nothing is greater than seeing th- like seeing something on the live stage right like it's an amazing event Okay. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's I mean, a live performance is a once. It's literally a one like that moment on stage is never going to happen again. Right. Now, what if you took that moment mm. and made it even bigger? Like seventy feet, for example. Yeah. Like if you were like, this play was great, but I wish that I was so close to this person that I could see the fabric of their clothes, like in detail. Yes. Or like I had such a good seat that I could be feel like I was on stage with them while it was happening. Right. While I was witnessing this live moment. Witnessing. Because historically, you either get to be in the theater, like on Broadway or at the concert hall or a giant stadium or whatever, watching the event, or you get to be in, for example, oh, I don't know, like an IMAX theater watching a replay. I'm sorry. Uh, like when they make like a concert movie. Uh, a what theater? An they, IMAX theater. What? They do that kind of stuff in IMAX? Well, Go they do on. now. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what David is so seamlessly segueing into... <laughs> 
Wink. <laughs> I wish our listeners could see me wink at David. What David is so seamlessly segueing into is the big news. Um, IMAX has already begun this, and they are now getting ready to enter into phase two, which will include uh, Penn Cinema IMAX screens. IMAX is getting into the live events um, space. So, for example, there's a big concert coming up, and um, they are proposing to be able to stream that concert so that you can come to your local. It's very similar to like the way we currently stream the Metropolitan Opera. Like you can come to Penn Cinema and see the Metropolitan Opera live um, and, and other music events and some sporting events. And a lot of fans, and, and I, I think it's fair to say a lot of fans, um, like people who love the opera, have said to me that watching it live on screen in a local movie theater is actually better they like it better than being in the op house. Not only because I don't charge them $40 to park their car, but also because the cameras get you right up in the action, you know, oh, and yeah. during the intermission, they, there's cameras backstage. And during the show, the camera angle is sort of right up on there. Like you said, you can see the fabric of the costumes and you can really see every nuance of facial expressions and artistic, you know, expression. So, and again, I'm not trying to say like, I mean, I'm sure IMAX is going to say, but I'm not trying to say that it's better than, but you can't get to every live event. And it, nowadays, I don't know when the last time you tried to buy tickets to something was, but it, there there was some kind of cosmic jump of ticket prices during COVID, which is just insane. Um, but so anyway, so I'm really excited. That's all I'm trying to say is that I'm really excited. We don't have a timeline. Um, I think they want to do it pretty quickly. So it might be the fall of 2022. Um, and obviously IMAX, as much as anybody, is really sensitive about big openings. So they're not going to have, you know, a Beyonce concert on opening weekend of like Jurassic World or um, Avatar or something like that. But um, they will pick and choose and find uh, weekends throughout the calendar year that are not you know booked with a big tentpole movie and i think it's something really exciting to look forward to we we've done this in the past with um pre-recorded concerts and that was cool um the difference here is that this would be this would allow you to come into the imax screen and see a live event while it's happening in real time so i think it's pretty exciting yeah that's actually a really good idea because look you love imax i love imax but if we're honest, when you get away from those big tent hole, tent pole weekends, like it's not the huge performer that I'm sure that you'd love it to be, you know, like, you know, no, you're a hundred percent, you're a hundred percent correct. And, and, and the evidence is regularly. And like you said, except for the biggest movies, like IMAX is ideal for the big movies, right? but regularly i have the opportunity on a on a thursday morning to watch whatever movie like i could have watched death on the nile and imax this thursday but i watched it in the regular theater you know and that's just kind of how it is you know right. and it didn't need to be in imax i'm sure some people saw it and I, I know that people watched it in imax and that they enjoyed it um but it didn't need to be up there so yeah so this is this is really great i think it'll help us really get the most out of uh our two imax theaters that's awesome well, that's all the news there is for this week. Um, 
but there is a ton, ton of trailers. You ready for this? Can you handle all these trailers? Let me go get a let me go get a Snickers bar. Yeah, you're not the same when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is this is this is a list. I will say, um, all except for one were one one was excessively weird. So that's sort of out of contention. One was a documentary. One was excessively bad. And then the others were like all very, very, very good. But I do have a clear trailer of the week. You know what's crazy here? I think you might be one up on me. Let's start with this one. Because when I put this together last night, the trailer was set to release today, of which I think you've Ah. watched it. And that is nope. Yep, I saw the teaser that said trailer coming soon, and then I saw the trailer, and it's amazing. Is it good? So Nope, Nope is really, really good. It's the new Jordan Peele movie. They're playing up really heavy on um, all his previous movies, all of which are, of course, escaping me right now. But, you know, he's been on a streak the last few years of having some really good um, – what was that one movie? I think it was called Us. Um, yep, and like, Yeah. Us and Get Out, those were the sort of the two all-stars, um, and they're playing up big on that track record. But the the trailer, the trailer is, is, is insane, and there's this great – so the movie called Nope comes out July of this year, so just in a few months. Honestly, David, this is the first I've heard of it. Have you heard of it before today? Uh, I knew it was coming. I don't know if we talked about it or how I knew about it, but I didn't think it was this close. Yeah. So there's this great line that the main character delivers and it's like creepy as hell. And so like you're watching this trailer and there's all kinds of weird disturbances and you can't quite tell if it's like metaphysical or just straight up climate or like or like God or you don't know what. But the the main character looks to his daughter or it's hard to tell. It might be his daughter. It might be a girlfriend, but I'm pretty sure it's a daughter. And he says, what's a bad miracle. They got a word for that. And it's just like stunning. Cause like we always talk about miracles and miracles are always like good, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, it's a miracle. And <laughs> oh, it's a miracle. Penn remembered the name of that actor from that movie. <laughs> the sun it's a miracle. Down. <laughs> right. right. Sun shines down, angels sing, chorus erupts. But what if it was a bad miracle? And the, the way that you got to watch this trailer, it's called Nope. And the guy says, What's a bad miracle? They got a word for that. And it just gives you like chills. It's just, it's. Brutal. This movie is going to be so creepy, but I can't wait. I'm 100% on board. So the movie is called Nope. It's uh, from Jordan Peele, written and directed by Jordan Peele. It comes out in July. So that'll be a good one. Nice. Nice. Uh, a big, another big one came out this week. Jurassic World Dominion. This is one that I thought the last movie was a bit of a disappointment. And I thought this trailer, mm. I'd be like, Eh. But this trailer got me hype, yo. I'm I'm fully like I, I was actually on board before they showed the original cast and then they showed them like and I was like ooh. <laughs> oh, oh. 
You yeah. hit me with yeah. that? I. <laughs> <laughs> I. This is my trailer of the week. This is 100%. <clears throat> excuse me. This is my trailer of the week. Jurassic World Dominion comes out in June of 2022, which is in like five minutes. Yeah. And I would say that this trailer was almost perfect. The one thing that it was missing, and I kept I kept like getting excited for it, and because it felt like it was like they were building up to it, <clears throat> they never like really hit the theme song, like the music. Mm. Like you could tell that the music was from the Jurassic World franchise, but they never hit that like you know iconic um, melody. I think it was because it was really teasing hard. Yeah, it yeah. was. It, it really was. I still don't. Maybe you do because you're better at tracking this stuff. I still don't know what the movie's about. Um, well, I don't know if you remember the last one at all because <laughs> I watched the trailer last night with uh, someone and they were like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> like, yeah, the last one. Last one. They he has a clone. They kind of adopt a clone little girl, and she because she's a clone, she feels. Um, they had a choice to kill all the dinosaurs or set them free, just wild, in America. And she empathizes with them because she's a clone, just like the dinosaurs. So she lets them out, just to free roam yeah. the world. And so now we have a world with dinosaurs just free roaming. I guess yeah. they like populated like crazy all of a sudden. But that's the premise, that dinos are out in the wild and... It's yeah. like humanity. What's how does humanity react to this all of a sudden ecological disaster? I guess this this trailer. I mean, Jurassic Park, the franchise, obviously and rightly so, has always been about the dinosaurs, right? Right, and it's an exciting, thrilling thing. But this trailer had elements that I don't remember from other Jurassic movies. Elements of like an action movie, like a, like a lot of like chase scenes and and it just seemed like a it's it seemed a lot faster paced than previous. I think the specifically the Jurassic World movies have been going more and more that direction. Yeah, yeah, you, so. you're right. I, I every time I watch something like this, I compare it to the first Jurassic right, Park, which was different. Yeah, very different. Right. I yeah. think it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to my trailer of the week as well. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a Stephen King novel mo redone for I don't know how many times into a new movie right. called Firestarter. And normally, these Stephen King remakes, I'm like, eh, was this another made for TV movie or whatever? Right. But uh, right. this one doesn't look too bad. In my yeah. And the, this one apparently was made for TV because it's going to be released on Peacock and supposedly in movie theaters as well in May of 2022. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, I mean, whatever this, I, I'm obviously, I, I don't understand. I guess I do because Peacock sucks so bad, but I don't really understand why Universal is still taking a theatrical release and releasing it day and date with their streaming platform. And I guess if your streaming platform sucks as bad as Peacock sucks, then you need to do stuff like this yeah. to, you know, That's to just, help out. Hit it on the nail there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but but does so with that problem aside. 
I thought the I thought the trailer looked pretty great, and there's this one great. So basically, this girl can you know she she it starts out she's quite young and accidentally sets stuff on fire, but then you know she learns that she needs to be able to control that, and then like the bad lady is coming after her in the hallway, and she has now the girl has now developed the ability to control her powers. And this lady says something like, I only want to help you. I'm just trying to help you. And the girl who's like, has he, even just in the course of the trailer, has evolved into this badass. And she says, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. I think the interesting thing here is the idea of uh, every, you know, they're like, oh, they're going to want to experiment on you. But the, the underlying, I don't know if this is, an, this is an updated thing to be with more with the times or whatever. But the underlying tone is that everyone expects that she's going to be the world's first superhero. Mm. And there's all this, they keep talking about how, like, she's the first superhero, she could be a superhero, you can save people with this. But the more she gets into her powers, the more, like, and this pressure turns her to be more and more, like, anti, more villain. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, Penn, well, that's exciting. Do you know what's scary as hell? Men? Yeah, men. <laughs> That's right. I ain't joking around because this new A24 film, I don't trust them. You trust them? I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust them. I noticed you don't got any other men in your house. So right. You clearly don't want them around. <laughs> right. Right? So the movie is called Men. And as David mentioned, it's from uh, one of our favorite studios, A24. And this trailer is scary as hell. Yeah, it's so creepy. I'm like, oh man, it's all the, all the uh, like minute creepy things of like someone walking just outside of your peripheral vision and just okay. kind of like lurking in the distance, but also coming towards you. And uh, <laughs> well, also, um, I don't know if you noticed this in the opening frame of the trailer. The A24 logo is reflected in the pool of water in that tunnel shot. Oh. But the A24 logo is no, is not displayed anywhere. So it's like a phantom shadow or a oh. reflection. It's a it's a phantom reflection. And I don't, I don't know what the significance of that is because I don't really understand what this movie's about except that it looks, you know, like it's a psychological thriller maybe. And um I don't know. It is pretty pretty cool looking. This was this was close. This is this was not going to be my my trailer of the week because my number one trailer is Jurassic World. Nope, was easily my number two, and even maybe should have been maybe trailer of the week. But this trailer for, called for the movie called Men. Uh, that's a pretty great trailer. Scary as yeah. hell. Yeah. What do we got next? So so when you watch it, you let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. The next trailer, right, right. The next trailer is for a film that I, I a true horror, right? <laughs> because the only thing scarier than men is family. And so, <laughs> so the movie's called Family Squares. The premise, it, it looks like one of these movies that's going to be legit hilarious, but also have a real deep, um, touching side. So essentially. It's it, it's playing heavily on the COVID thing because this family is relating to each other through Zoom. Um, 
and they have these group, these big group family meetings on Zoom. And the the premise is grandma died, right? And she leaves like kind of a will that's a video message. Mm-hmm. What talk to me? What do, what, what do you want to like? Okay, it's a chicken soup for the soul movie, and it's like if, if someone was like, "Hey, I got this idea. Let's make a line of movies from Chicken Soup for the Soul." But, but what's going to be their underlying thing? And then insert clip of pen. I feel like it's going to be one of those really uh, serious things with underlying comical notes or whatever it was you said. <laughs> it was like you were reading from a script of like. How, what's the uh, how are all of these movies going to be from this 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 provider? Right. Yeah, <laughs> chicken soup for the soul. Get out of my oh, house! Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, come on. But David, did you watch this trailer? Yeah. Did you watch it with attention? Like, were you actually watching it? Or were you doing other stuff while? It was no, playing? I actually watched it. And look, I'll I'll, I'll tell you this because I want to. I have a pointed question to ask you about okay. that. You you tell me your thing, and then I'll ask you my pointed question. I mean, it's not the worst looking movie in the world. Okay, it's I. It's a I don't think movie, it's, but yeah, I don't think it's a great looking movie. But here's my question for you: Did you, or did you not, laugh out loud a couple times while you were watching this trailer? I did not. Oh, I did. I laughed out loud at least two or three times and I was and I, I kinda had the trailer on with the intention of like I was also tidying up some emails and it drew me in and I watched every frame of it. And I, I'm not saying that this looks like a great movie and I feel like this movie could end up streaming or this movie could be released in February. I forget when it does come out, but this is not gonna be a blockbuster movie and it's totally the kind of movie like so I'll just be honest. I'll call it as I see it. I think this could be like the kind of movie you watch at home. Yeah. Like, like it would be fine to watch it at home, but it looks, it, 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 it features a ton of people that you know, but you don't know their name. Like Jonah from Veep, Richard Splett from Veep. Um, the, the grandma who the the Fonz Henry we we know Henry Winkler the grandma that you know but you don't know that actress's name like there's a long list of like actors that you know and love but you can't name them right yeah I which is what kind of kept me my interest I was like I um it wasn't like a bunch of people off the street like these chicken for the soup things normally are so right, I was like okay right. th- this should take this a little bit more seriously but what. I mean, I did smile. Like I wasn't not no. There wasn't no humor in my life or anything when I watched this. I did, <laughs> I did smile, and I thought this looks like it's it's going to be fine. But but what was really going through my mind most of the time is I was thinking, how many of these family members, these actors, like filmed this at their real house, right? Do I do it? Because like it's all supposed to be like Zoom calls and like, how, right. and I was like, how many of these guys did they just send the cameras to? And they were like, you know, it'll look fine because it's supposed to be phone quality. I, yeah, I hear you, but I I don't I think the answer to your question is zero. And the reason why I, the reason why I say that, and now that after I say this, tell me if you agree with me. The reason why I say that is because. Um, even though a lot of the critical sort of moments take place on a Zoom call, there's a lot of 
they they show the characters doing stuff. Oh, that's like, true. There there is a lot of plot for each character involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I, I mean, the the scene where the two brothers are fighting, but then the one starts having a coughing fit while they're fighting. Oh yeah. And then they're they're then they're like collapsing. He's like, "You got to crack my back." <laughs> you are still arguing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. just so good. Anyway, uh, another movie that you know, whatever, but Father Stew. This looks like a faith-based easy it comes out on Easter, stars are Bore, uh, Marky Mark, and it's from Sony, and there's a big tag at the end that says exclusively in theaters, and they're targeting an Easter release, which is the what, the end of April, I think. So this will be, you know, leading right up into summer season. Perfect timing. Um, I don't know. I think I I think this movie, the trailer was like whatever, but I don't know. What did you think? This is a weird one because I was yeah. like, this seems like a weird, one of those like really uh, like not top notch religious movies, right. but then it's got Mark Wahlberg. Right. I was like, that's kind of odd. But then at the same time I was thrown off, they were like, oh, you know who needs a redemption arc <laughs> is Mel Gibson. Throw him in this weird religious movie somehow. And... And then the story itself, I was like, oh, it probably sounds like a touching story, but I would have expected it like a Mel, like a, like a Tom, H- like a Tom Hanks Avenue movie years ago. The thing is, I don't know what it is. The movie just doesn't, it looks like it could be a really good story, but it feels kind of off to me. I'm like, what's, what am I missing here? Is it? Because it's yeah. not it, because it's not done by one of the religious production companies, or which which might be a great you know which might be uh, a good it, thing yeah yeah but I don't know I'm not saying it looks like a bad movie but it doesn't I don't know it doesn't look like a, a it's this trailer doesn't make it look like a great movie it, that's my opinion like I feel like a movie yeah. like this could be an Oscar contender under the right director and stuff, right actor. But cause the, the, okay. So the premise of the movie is there's this guy who's, uh, rough scallion played by Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> a what? A rap scallion, a rough scallion. Rap scallion. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's probably into all kinds of shenanigans. Yes. He he's, but then he meets yeah. a girl and he's like, you know what girl? Mm, I like mm. you and I'll get baptized for you. So he gets baptized for the girl, but then he's in a car accident, uh, and then he's like, "Baby, you think I'm about to propose? Uh, actually, I want to be a priest." And so he decides to become a priest, and then I guess he gets ALS. Right. He gets some sort of muscle degenerative disease, and starts changing people's lives. I think that's what's interesting about this movie. I think this movie looks better than you're giving it credit for. What what I think you're feeling. What I think you're sensing is that this is not a big budget Hollywood movie. Yes. I think they okay, probably they they probably had a little bit more of a modest budget. Um, I I don't know this, but I would I would reckon that uh, both Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg probably did their bit for less than their normal you know fees. Blah blah blah. What makes this movie interesting to me is it has a pretty standard storyline of like you know. Rapscallion turns good and finds God, 
which is like boring and it you know okay that's fine but whatever but what makes this movie interesting to me is the rapscallion goes through his phases finds god and then is given an even bigger challenge than he thought he had overcome before mm. you know so in other words you you thought that you had struggled and found peace and found strength in god you don't know what struggle is let me hip you to some real, mm. you know, struggle. And it's in that second struggle that he really finds his faith. And I think that's what makes this movie so interesting to me. And I, I totally agree with you. It's not, it, it, I feel like it could be a massive Oscar contender under different circumstances, but I do think it looks good. I do think it's um, interesting. And it's that second level twist that has my, um, that piqued my interest. Mm. Speaking of peaks, hey. Segway. <laughs> we did it again. What's up? <laughs> Kings of the Segway. <laughs> the next movie on our list here is called <laughs> The Last Mountain. And they're toting this to be on par to like um what was that mountain climbing? Free movie? Free, free Solo. Free, so- free solo, yeah. And some other ones. But I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if it's that level, but it does look interesting. The idea is um, it's a documentary about a guy who comes from a mountain climbing family, guy and a brother, and the guy, I guess the guy goes missing, and the sister's like on a mission to find him, to like find out what happened to him on his right. on his trail. I guess I guess he dies, and she's trying to find out like what the circumstances are. And there's all these twists and turns and. Was well, he, he definitely, yeah, he definitely dies. Um, what's what makes this movie different? What they're what they're banking on? What makes this movie different from other documentaries is that, like you said, he came from a mountain climbing family, and apparently his mother was a rock star mountain climber in her own right. Yeah, and raised him and his sister, and they have all this video footage of their whole lives um, on mountains. And yeah, you're you're exactly right. The sister is now um, trying to re- resolve the mystery of what the 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 brother disappears, and he and she's trying to figure out whatever happened to him. And I think the spin uh, that Universal is, is selling is that this is a rare documentary because it has literally a lifetime of uh, video footage from a from a f- entire family sort of into this a lot of times these documentaries there's somebody doing something interesting and you send a documentary film crew along with them while they go do one more really interesting thing um this is sort of you know um reverse engineering the Uh documentary so you know i think it'd be interesting i this this theater this this movie's not going to make it to wide stream release but i look forward to watching it um on peacock Your favorite streaming service. Right. Uh, I don't know how to segue into this next one. Do you have any do you have any Grateful Dead music queued up that we could like like pick one of their trippiest, most bizarre sound, like for, for if there's any deadheads listening, like deep into like drum space. Like this next movie is it, like you have first set Grateful Dead, you have beginning a second set, and then halfway through second set, you have like this most bizarre, abstract, free form musical presentation called Drums Space. And if there was ever a movie that 
was weird enough to go with drum space, it would be this movie, which is called Flux Gourmet. And all I could say after I watched the trailer was like, what did I just watch? Uh, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh man, this is some pinkies out shit here and I cannot yeah. keep up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's what it should say on the poster. It should just say Flux Gourmet some pinkies out of shit right here. Yeah, because you know, you know you're going to roll up on like Pirate Dave and he's going to be like, oh, Flux Gourmet was the best movie of the year, but nobody will recognize it. Pirate Dave's going to be like, I just got back from the Des Moines Film Festival in Iowa so I could see the advanced screaming of Flux Gourmet. <laughs> and we're going to be like, I trust you, bro. I'm not going right. there. <laughs> Uh, you want to tackle? I mean, I don't even know what to say. Sure. This is, it, this... You know, ASMR is like really big right now. No, what is ASMR? That's like when people, uh, they have like whole YouTube channels and they're like, okay, today we're going to talk about spaghetti. How I made spaghetti. And then like, they'll just like whisper to just whisper ASMR. And then this is more just like somebody will be like, all right, well for the next three hours, I'm just going to crinkle this paper. Oh, yeah. Just you explained to this to me. Yeah. I remember now. It was months ago. It might have even been a year or two ago, but I remember you explained ASMR. It's weird as hell. Yeah, and this is basically food ASMR, but it, but, but instead of being like, here's the sounds or whatever, they make it like there's a troop of people who do food ASMR as like a performance. Right. And they like, I don't even know how to get into it, but it's like like DJs. But with food noises, and there's like people critiquing them, and it is weird as hell. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, if you want to see something like not scary but just really weird, go watch Flux Gourmet, the trailer. Okay, I I feel like my original opening to this was too extreme. I think this is a weird movie, and I think it's very artsy. Um, but let me give you some perspective just for an example. Okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's any weirder than for example, clockwork orange. Okay. I think it's, I think it's a couple clicks past Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a little weirder. It's a couple clicks past Wes Anderson, but it's not, what was that movie that nobody knew it was about? I think it was called the tree of life. Who was the guy that did that movie? Oh, was that the one with uh, um, Brad Pitt? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was the same guy that did Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this is sort of in that realm. Like, I think I oversold how weird this is, but you should definitely watch the trailer for Flux Gourmet and then let us know what you think of that <laughs> podcast at Penn Cinema. If you if you want me to bring this gem. <laughs> Solidits, by all means, speak now or forever hold, <laughs> hold your pasta. <laughs> forever hold your pasta. All right. The last trailer of the week is called So Cold the River. And I put this in there because I, I cut and pasted the, the description from the video or from the trailer. So the, the movie is called So Cold the River. And, it's, and here's the description. A documentary filmmaker's research on a town's mysterious benefactor unearths an unexplained evil while staying at a local resort. And then the quote that one of the characters says in the trailer is certain stories. 
they just refuse to die. So I would say that this story that I just read to you, a documentary filmmaker's research on a town's mysterious benefactor unearthed an unexplained evil while staying at a local resort, that is a story that refuses to die. <laughs> We've never seen it before, Pat. Right. <laughs> this is some groundbreaking shit. Yeah. Like what you could say about Flux Gourmet is I've never seen that story told before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is a story that I've never considered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one. Uh, I've seen the only thing I'm disappointed about this, this is a film being brought to us by Sabin films. The only thing that's disappointing to me about watching this trailer is that there's so many movies that we like, we've seen this so many times and yet I can't quite like, I can't name a name. Like I'm trying to think, like I'm, we've seen this movie a dozen times, right. but I'm str- I'm struggling to come up with the title of when the last time we saw this was. But I'm picturing F- Vriga Farmer for Parmesan. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, here's a glimpse into real life. Our fake names and like joking around, like Saban and Saban, you know, like. Like it has eked its way in where sometimes I cannot remember the real name of things. <laughs> and I'll be with someone I'm like, ah Ildris Elbow, what's his real name? Anyway, we've seen this movie before. The trailer looked like crap. Like whatever. Yeah. So trailer of the week this week is Jurassic World Dominion. Um I can't recommend enough. That you go see the trailer or, you know, pull up the trailer online for Nope, which stars Jordan Peele and uh, opens in July. I think that those are going to be two really great movies this summer. And I'll put a special shout out for Father Stu uh, because I think that's going to be an interesting movie. Mm. Well, moving on is to our movie review, which I did not see, but because I'm still in quarantine. But, uh, Penn, I really want to see this movie. So you need to review it and not give me any spoilers. Or okay, there. okay. I can I can easily review this without giving anything away. Yeah. Except for the fact that poor Roz the murderer. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you see? I know you did, but I'm asking you for the benefit of our listeners. Did you see Murder on the Orient Express? Yes. Did you love that movie? I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yes. You will enjoy whatever verb you put there mm-hmm. for how you felt about Murder on the Orient Express is how you will feel about Death on the Nile. I thought this was a beautiful movie. It was well shot. It was gorgeous. It was straightforward. Like it was a classic. It was everything that I like about movies. It was a classic, straightforward murder mystery. I did not. There were some clues that I was like, I sort of saw that coming. Like they did some foreshadowing and I was like, Oh, I know that's going to come back later. Um, And then there were some twists that I did not see. Um, But for the most part, like part of the fun of a murder mystery is like, you don't want to know who did it, but you also don't want it to be so bizarre that you can't guess. Like by the time they reveal, you know, what happened, you want to like be in the right ballpark, you know right. what I mean? Which, which, which I was. And I think most, I talked to a couple of people who watched it and they all sort of felt like by the time they got to the reveal, they sort of in their head, they sort of knew who it was going to be, but they weren't clear how that worked out. You know, there's some additional details and, you know, stuff like that. So without giving anything away, 
I thoroughly enjoyed this music. Um, I think I can even put my pinky out and say that the the cinematography on this film is spectacular. I mean, it, it takes its time by giving you some some moments in between scenes that have they contribute nothing to the plot, but they're just beautiful moments like shot on the Nile. You know, they're they're on a paddle wheel boat and they sort of show the the sun rising or the sun setting and um, they take their time to just give you a little eye candy of beautiful film cinematography. I mean, in my opinion, Gal Gadot is amazing. Um, is, Kenneth, is, how do you say his last name? Kenneth Braha? Bragna, I think. Bra. Yeah, so we'll call him Braha. So Kenny Braha, he um, stars in it and also directed it. And he is just amazing as, isn't he the guy Perot. that plays Perot? Yeah. Perot, yeah. Hercule Perot. Yeah. Hercule yeah. Perot. So Kenny Braha was amazing. I mean, that, that character, the character is such a lovable and fascinating character, but also in this movie, he brings a little more to it. You get a little bit more of the backstory. You get a little depth to the character, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, um, a little bit more, uh, so what I'm looking for humanity, um, you know, to the, to the perfect detective. He's not just a machine. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's my review of death and Isle. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And what I would tell people is however you felt about murder on the Orient express, that's probably how you're going to feel about death on the Nile. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I feel oh. like yeah, for the first time ever. Ah, uh, that's yeah, a twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're holding back here. Like you might not have thought this was super great. I might not have thought what? It was super great. Like you were. No, 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 no. I'm not holding back. Okay. All right. So, as evidence that I'm not holding back, I was talking to a friend of mine that afternoon. I saw it one morning and that afternoon I was like, we were like talking about what you do today. And I was like, I saw death on the Nile and it was amazing. And you should take Katie and go see it. Cause I think it's like, it would be a great, like entertaining night out. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be holding back. I'm just, I guess what I, I guess what I'm trying to hold back is expectations in the sense of like, it's not the greatest, but it's good. I'm just saying it's there's nothing cutting edge about it. There's okay. nothing you know earth shattering. Like you've you, you you've kind of seen this before, but it's so good that you know it's it's like having an amazing dinner. Like you've had this amazing pasta before, but it's still amazing pasta. Right, right. You know. Um, now, if you want to go to an experimental restaurant and have some wild, exciting dish that you've never tried before, this is not the movie for you. Mm. You know what I mean? This is this is the delicious pasta dish that you love and that is so satisfying, you know, and you've had it before, but it's why you love going out to eat. Right. Okay? It's like I, that. I follow you now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's your review for Death in the Nile. I, uh, I hopefully will see it here the next week and uh, make my own decisions. Next <laughs> week? Uh. Okay, so now we're on record. Next week, we will get a double review. We'll hear what David thinks. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm probably Uh, going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And um, I think you forgot Uncharted opens next week with Tom Holland. Yeah. 
February 18th. It opens in the afternoon on the 17th. Uh, but Tom Holland stars alongside Marky Mark, uh, who has a, another faith-based movie coming out. So he's got Uncharted coming out in February and then bang right into Father Stew in April. But Uncharted, I think you and I have talked about this trailer before. This looks like fun. Yeah. All right. So next week we're reviewing Uncharted. What, what happens? A man quarantines for 15 days and all of a sudden there's, he's, he's like behind like six movies. Yeah. Like how, yeah. How does that work? Dude, let me tell you something. And I'm telling the listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. Everybody listen up. Pencils down, <laughs> pencils down, put your phones down. Listen, cause I'm going to drop something on you right now. We are in 2022 and we've, we've made it through January and we've made it through the beginning of February and shit is going to start happening fast and furious from now until 2023. Like we are, it is just starting to crack. Like it's going to be one big movie after another every single week from now for the end of the year Dang, with, so. with almost no exceptions. Wow. I mean, we're, we're into uncharted or well, we're into death on the Nile. Now we're about to be in the uncharted and then Batman pops right after that. Sonic pops right after that. I mean, there's just like, it's just one bang after another. So have your head on a swivel boys and girls. Cause this year is going to fly by. Boom. That's awesome. Boom chakalaka laka. Boom chakalaka laka. Boom chakalaka laka. Boom chakalaka laka. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you ready for listeners notes, questions, answers? Oh my god, I've been looking forward to this. Oh my god. I have been looking forward to this for 2 weeks. You're absolutely right. We should have made this its own show. Yeah. All right, look. Why don't you start us off? All right. So a couple of weeks ago, I had I came to the Penn Cinema podcast feeling I was feeling fine, but I was three days into a typical not COVID, but some sort of cough, cold type of thing. Right. So out of respect for my colleague, because I'm nothing, if not professional and courteous, consummate and professional, and consummate professional respect of my coworkers. So I put up a plexiglass pane between the two of us. And at the beginning of the show, we both, I said, I was thinking, and I said to David, what does this remind you of? And he said the exact same thing I was thinking of, which is, it reminds me of like prison visitation, (laughs) which first of all, is really funny. We didn't even get into, like, I worked in the county prison for a couple of years, like physically in and out of the prison every single day. So very familiar with prison visitation rooms. I I never stopped to ask, how does David get so immediately, (laughs) (laughs) like, how did he immediately know to think of prison visitation? But that's besides the point. You don't, we're going to leave that matzo ball just hanging out there. And so, so, so so I said to David, what does this remind you of? And he says, prison visitation. And then I said, oh, that's really funny. And then I said, but who is visiting who? (laughs) <laughs> and then we, we put we put that question to our listeners, and as always, you did not disappoint. Oh my! Gosh, and I got to tell you, like this is just another example of where you guys are all so much better than me because I would have written it like if I was a listener and was listening to my favorite podcast, and they asked me this question, I would have written in something stupid like, "Oh, it was David because he's David." <laughs> <laughs> Or it was Penn because he's Penn, you know, like, like, but no, we got the most thoughtful, creative, 
and in some cases hilarious i mean they all made me every single one of them made me smile some of them made me laugh out loud and as a matter of fact we're going to talk about them here but i just had an idea i'm going to post at least one of them on our facebook page because it's just it's just too good i love it all right do you want to start us off should i start us off sure i'll start off with um the, the first sign that we thought we were going to get some good answers was the response we got from Jonathan, Jason, Jonathan. Yeah. And he writes in and says late in 2020. So this is the question is who's visiting who in prison. Right. And now I'm going to read this verbatim. I'm going to read it theatrical style. Oh, please. Late in 2022. Penn tells David and the audience that if you want to get the others to listen to the Penn Cinema podcast, you need to get a car that looks like a police car. Then you need to drive through the city and hand out parking tickets. But instead of a fine, you just want to write, quote, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. After David takes this proclamation to heart, David purchases a police vehicle at an auction and has it repainted. He works a few shifts learning the other patrols, and once he saw his window, began placing tickets with instructions to, quote, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It took about three weeks and a huge influx of listeners for David to get caught. The way he got caught was by mistakenly putting a ticket on an off-duty police officer's car. (laughs) That officer happened to be listening to the podcast for a month, becoming a regular listener and emailing podcasts at pencinema.com on a weekly basis. <laughs> the officer began sending Penn and David trailers for only police movies from over the last few decades. All the while, the officer began bringing his family and other co-officers <laughs> to the theater. Just when you thought that Penn and David had won over the police department with their listen to the Penn Cinema podcast shenanigans, it was easy to see that Penn and David were corrupting the adults and teens of Mannheim Township and nationally. During the opening scene of the Batman movie, the officers busted up Penn and David while they were watching the movie. Penn said he was way too handsome to go to prison. And David said, that's true. (laughs) With those words... (laughs) The officers knew that David was primarily responsible for the call to action to, quote, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Seeing David was obviously the brains of the group. (laughs) From there, the police took David downtown to book him. Book him, (laughs) Dano! Now on Sundays, Penn visits David faithfully every week to record the Penn Cinema podcast since David isn't doing sports in the yard or hitting the weight room. (laughs) What I oh love my God! This is they're like they're they're arresting the both of us, right? And you're like, no, but officer, I, I'm too handsome to go to prison. And right. I'm like, no, 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 guys, that's true. And they're like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I loved everything about that story. I love it. That was so good. I my favorite part is, does he have you saving up to buy the car? Is that what it was? Uh, <laughs> oh, David! Yeah. It says David. David takes it. it 
took his proclamation to heart. David purchased a police vehicle at an auction and had it repainted. He worked a few shifts learning the other <laughs> patrols. I also like when Jonathan, Jason, Jonathan calls him. Um, the officer began bringing his family and other co-officers. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lieutenant Dan. This is my co-officer, Bob. It reminds me of like when an alien's pretending to be a human. Hello, fellow humans. <laughs> Hello, fellow co-officers. Want to go to a movie? <laughs> What's going on, fellow co-officers? Now, the other thing that made me smile about this is, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but Penn Cinema actually has a very close relationship with the Mannheim Township Police Department. <laughs> and and first of all, just from a daily operational thing, but also we legit hosted at 6 a.m. <gasps> a number a number of Sunday mornings ago, I would say four or five Sundays ago, we hosted the entire Mannheim Township Police Department in the theater so that they could have a uh, department-wide meeting with every single patrol person. That's because, crazy. you know, 6 a.m. on a Sunday is pretty much the only time they could spare, you know, having everybody in one place at the same time. So uh, Drew and I made all kinds of jokes about, like, this is our big moment. We're going to go rob a bank, you know, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. But we'll get to more. There's discussion of me robbing a bank in a future note. But what's funny about that is I read this email and I pictured, like, that whole auditorium of, like, 75 patrolmen, like, in there and – them all being in there because they were listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I listen. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Jason, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jason. That was that was really good. All right. Uh, next one we have is from Don Demon, and he he writes and he says, "Both of you were pulling jackass stunts on each other, but got caught up. Penn was able to bribe the police with a set of movie tickets to marry me." Showing how much he loves slash supports the police. David tries to tell them how he's a famous podcaster. But officer, I'm a famous podcaster. <laughs> but they haven't heard of it yet. Uh, they will get nonstop advertising of the Penson podcast while David is being behind bars awaiting bail. Don't worry. Once the police check David's alibi and realize that he is a famous podcaster. Told you so. <laughs> they'll let him free. In the end, no harm, no foul, and the police are the newest fans of the podcast. Boom. I think the important message here is that, is that <laughs> officers... I know where you're going. <laughs> police officers destined to listen to our show. <laughs> right, right. And also, I thought what, what I thought you were going to say is the other thing is a lesson be learned to all you young uh, aspiring podcasters once you've made it big like David, once you're a famous <laughs> podcaster, they won't lock you up. No, no, you can do whatever you want. You can do anything. And all you got to do is tell them, ah, I'm a favorite podcaster. And they'll be like, oh, right. All right. My bad. This is what I imagine, right? Yeah. I imagine one of those quintessential, like, classic movie setups where, like, the police officer's in his car behind the bush with the radar gun, right? Right. Right. But he's listening to our podcast, and, I, <laughs> and some hotshot goes zooming by, and it's like it's like ninety miles an hour, and he's like ah, and he looks, and the podcast is still going. He's like ah, I didn't let go. Yeah, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I went out to dinner with the mystery gobble one time. Oh no, oh, this no. was so great. This was so great, and he was driving, so he pulls up to my house, picks me up, I jump in the car. And he's mid-podcast listening to the Pencil Podcast. 
<laughs> when I jump in, it's great. All right, the next one is also amazing. Oh, I've read um, this one a lot to people. <laughs> so yeah, good. this this was this was uh, I don't know. Uh, I this it's like trailer of the week. I think Trailer Master Jason. If I had to give like trailer of the week, it would go to Jason. But this one is awfully freaking funny. <laughs> this is probably the funniest. All right. So this is from Top 10 Sarah. It says Top 10 Sarah. Oh, right, right, right. Because she's in Florida. So she's writing us from out of state. So she gets bonus points. Um, Top 10 Sarah writes in, I think the question isn't who is visiting who in prison, but what crime has been committed? I'm sure you will actually both be in jail. <laughs> End sentence, period, <laughs> and, done. Right. <laughs> Hard stop. <laughs> Hard stop. I'm sure you will actually both be in jail, but Penn will be more likely to do some kind of dumb criminal shit. <laughs> Which begs the question. All right, I stopped reading her thing because we have to comment on that. That like begs the question. Like, do you? I feel like she must know me better than I think she knows. Me. Like, did did we go to elementary school together? Like, that must be like, it. How does she know I've been doing dumb shit my entire life? All right. So she says, I think the question isn't who's visiting who in prison, but what crime has been committed. I'm sure you will actually both be in jail. But Penn will be more likely to do some kind of dumb criminal shit like armed robbery of a bank or get <laughs> caught because he leaves his written plan behind at his house. His written plan is complete with the header, quote, <laughs> plan. <laughs> and n- number five on the plan which is, I will remind you, still at my house. Number five on the plan is burn the plan. <laughs> <laughs> David, David would be ahead of some kind of massive syndicate with complex and intricate money laundering scenes that a whole task force of FBI, Interpol, and Scotland Yard <laughs> combined for years to bring him down. Hence, I guess we would be visiting Penn in jail because David would not have any visiting rights in his maximum security prison. (laughs) 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 So I get in some like white collar minimum security jaunt for being a dumbass. Yeah, and I come in in my clearly like four piece suit. Right, you're like you're locked up in like some jaunt that's like on an island. You know, (laughs) like Dwayne Johnson is the guard. It's it's underwater, so they you know. Right, definitely Nicolas Cage has broken out of it in the past. Yeah. And Sean Connery was housed there like <laughs> years ago. Years ago in the past. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so great. All right, Trailer all right. Master Jason. I we gotta no, we gotta save this. Got you wanna so, save this one? All right. Yeah, you're you're gonna do that one. You want me to do that the, one? I almost okay, all right. Or you want me to do it? You're a better reader than I am, so maybe. All right. Well, then, then I'll take us the through. One. Take us through the trippiest one. Okay, the this, longest Andrew. This, yeah, this was really good. This is definitely one of the. This is. Uh, this is most cinematic. The it's the most cinematic. That's exactly yeah. what it. It's the most cinematic. It's really, really good. All right. Go so, ahead. so the longest Andrew writes in, and he said, "Here's how I see the meeting going. Scene over Penn's shoulder." David shuffles in wearing an orange prison jumpsuit. A terrified-looking guard attaches David's chains to the table. (laughs) After the conversation is finished and the guard leads David away, as David leaves, Penn stands up to leave, and we see that he's also wearing an orange jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) 
perfect. <laughs> it's like, we know these are two dangerous criminals, but, right. but because we're cops and consummate, <laughs> consummate fans of the podcast, we got to make sure they keep making it every day, every week. Right, right. Because we're cops. Yeah. Everybody knows how much the police love our show. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so clear. The cops right. love this right, show. Right. <laughs> All right. This, this last one is, I think, my winner. Uh, trailer master Jason writes out, Oh my God. And like the more, you know, about the show and the more, you know, about us, the more you're going to appreciate this story. <laughs> All right. Hang on a second. <laughs> Got a moist nut. Moist yeah. Nut yeah. Whistle. Years from now, Penn has had great success in the movie industry that has surprisingly kept catapulted himself to be the next director of the ongoing James Bond series. <laughs> Makes perfect sense so far. All right. Years from now, Penn has had great <laughs> success in the movie industry that has surprisingly catapulted himself to the, be the next director of the ongoing James Bond series. The film comes out to a roaring success, commercially and critically. The movie is off to a successful award season, winning top prizes on its march to Oscar night. Penn gets a coveted seat up front next to Leonardo DiCaprio and John Jacob Jingleheimerschmidt. <laughs> Your two favorite actors. My two favorites. Here comes the award for best director. And it goes to Penn. He stands up, shakes some hands, and gets a big hug from Guillermo Barberbo del Toro. <laughs> gets a big hug from Guillermo del Toro. He flattens out his tux and walks on stage to get his award from the presenter. Who is the lucky person who gets to present this well-earned award? The person who has set the Academy Awards record for winning a stunning Best Actor for five straight years. None other than Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> All those memories from years ago come flooding back to Penn. The TV cameras go black and we never find out exactly what happened that night. But here we are, back on a Sunday afternoon, still never missing a week, <laughs> with David visiting Penn, hitting the record button. I'm David, and I'm Penn from Penitentiary. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That absolutely brilliant. That was – I loved that. Oh, that so good. So thanks to everyone who wrote in. This is a hoot and a holler. And ten dollars more. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly right. It was a hoot and a holler, and ten dollars more. That was great. Thank you. All right. Well, let's move on to. <laughs> look, look, all right. Look, first off, I got to say, if you want to be a part of the show, like these great people, podcast at pensinema.com. Send us an email. We read them all. We love them all. It's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, let's move on to what are you doing? What are you reading? Uh, what's going on in the magical world of? Pen. I've got a laundry list here because I've got nothing going on. Okay, my home, list but. is a little shorter and sweeter. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read my list backwards. I watched Mission Impossible 3 and Mission Impossible 4. I just kind of got caught up in it. And like, nice. I came across it and I was like, oh, I love Tom Cruise. And like, it's the kind of movie you can sort of watch while you're doing other things. And I, I just, I, I was reminded of when we talk about favorite franchises. I usually don't mention Mission Impossible, but I mean it's gotta be up there. It's, it's a great so yeah. It's it's so good. Like you, I've been watching the Olympics. I also watched a rom com, I think it was on Netflix or Prime. It was on Prime, um, with uh Charlie Day, uh called I Want You Back. 
and it was all right. It was a, it reminded me of like a cheap movie from the nineties. Mm. I want you know, to watch this. It's good. It's good. It's, 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 that's, that's like how I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Like, it's good. It's not amazing. It's not great. You're not going to call your friends and tell them they got to see it. But the woman who, who co-stars with Charlie Day, I forget her name. Um, she's amazing. Um, it's really creative. It's um, the, the script is good. The writing is good. The acting is great. Um, and it's fun. It's a little bit like, um, you know, what you would call like formulaic or predictable. But, yeah. you know, as long as you're sort of know that going in and you're OK with that, like it's it's sort of a fun, cheesy movie. I think it's also um, maybe a little bit targeted to like a younger like I think I'm a little bit older than what their target audience is. No, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. But, David, pretty soon I'm going to be 30. You know, so we just got to own that. Thirty is the new twenty. You know, so, <laughs> is that what they say? Yeah, that's what, I, that's okay. what I've been saying. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the Olympics? You watched the Olympics at all? Yeah, yeah. We've been watching. We watched. Uh, um, what's your face? Bail out of the oh, slalom on the second gate. That was tragic. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, we've been watching. <laughs> what what sports have we been watching? Uh, <laughs> the winter olympics <laughs> yeah that one, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i don't know we you know what's funny is um i don't want to throw her under the bus but it was pretty funny to watch it happen with little marley bear she's like we were watching and biathlon comes on okay you know the shooting and the cross-country skiing and she's like this is a new sport this is made up and you know they, they we they never had this before and i'm like they totally did and she's like, well, what is it? I'm like, we got to ski around on your cross-country skis. And then while your heart rate's all jacked up from that, you know, sprinting around on your cross-country skis, you got to shoot the target. And she's like, I don't know what's worse, this made-up sport or you acting like you knew about this made-up sport. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like one of the first ones or something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been around. I don't know about that, but it's been around for a long time. Like definitely a- my whole adult life. They never – they, they like we're seeing a lot of sports that they normally don't televise. I think it's because one, we have the technology to film a lot more things at once, right? And there's a lot more places to stream it and stuff, so right. they have a lot more airtime. But we're definitely seeing a lot more of things that we used to not see, and yeah, yeah. So that they used to not even show it because they thought, oh, this is boring, or they didn't have the capability to have twenty cameras. You know, right. on a on a ten mile course or whatever. Right. You know what I have not watched. What's that? And I didn't. I didn't. I never got caught up in it. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's ironic. I don't think it's interesting. I don't think it's fun to watch. Def Jam. I am not one of those guys that got caught up in curling. Really? Yeah. People are like, oh, curling. Ah. No, I don't buy it. I, I dig curling. I like it. You dig it? I, I'm I'm on board. I got into the craze. With everyone else, what in, I guess it was Beijing, the last Beijing yeah. when it when it yeah. exploded, or I guess yeah. that was Summer Olympics, but the last time, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I dig it. I like curling. Yeah. Winter okay. Olympics is my favorite Olympics, and yeah. I've not watched as much of it as I wanted to. The beginning part of my my fun time was not uh, conducive mm. to doing anything, so mm. I missed out on a bunch of stuff. But I have been watching it. I have been, uh, you know, definitely also using the, the switch, like I said, I was going to and playing games and watching it. Um, 
some other things I got into, I'll try and, and speed through these. I wanted to hit on, I watched Peacemaker. I don't love it as much as you do, but I am definitely committed to continuing to watch it. Uh, season finale this week. I do think it's pretty funny though. Um, I got, I watched all of Raised by Wolves, which is, I can't tell you if it's good or if it was just so weird that I just wanted to watch more, but I was like, that's all I was watching till I finished the season one and, and got caught up on season two. The Gilded Age, we're now into season, we're now into episode three or four. It's taken a good turn and starting to feel very Downton Abbey, like the quips and stuff. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. The Book of Boba Fett, did you watch it? No. Okay. It, you, you watched Mandalorian though, right? Yeah. Remember I said about Boba Fett, it made me feel like I was like kind of sad because I, I consider myself to be a Star Wars guy. Right. But even with that self like identity, I don't have really any interest in watching Boba Fett. It's not, good. I don't know. It's, it's not grabbing me. It's not good until I think it's episode four called the Mandalorian, which <laughs> right. doesn't have Boba Fett in it. And it is a hundred percent an episode of the Mandalorian. So you need to watch that because right. and you need to watch the episode. At, well, you need to watch the next that, yeah. that on because it start, yeah. it's basically the Mandalorian featuring Boba Fett and yeah. continues his story from season two. And I'm yeah. sure we'll roll right into season. If you don't watch it, you're going to be wondering what the hell's going on in season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so it's, I'm really torn on that because the season, it wasn't a good show except for all the parts that the Mandalorian was in were absolutely <laughs> like over the top, amazingly fun. Yeah. So, and here's something that caught me off guard. This is the last thing I got here. The Harry Potter 20th anniversary documentary that's on HBO. I started watching this thing. I had goosebumps at the beginning of it. It was like, a really cool behind the scenes fan event thing celebrating 20 years. And they go through making all the films and it's like the three major actors. And they're like, it was 10 years of our lives. And they show them like at the very beginning when they're just meeting and then them on the like last day of filming when they're like crying together. Cause it's like this age yeah. of, of their life is over. If you've ever been a part of any type of production and loved it, this is definitely something for you to watch. It brings like tons of the feels of what it feels mm. like to, to be a part of something big and crazy. And it also makes you feel at the same time, like you're not doing anything with your life because <laughs> that feeling is amazing. And when was the last time you had it? <laughs> makes you feel totally inadequate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely tune in. Yeah. I would, I would say um, if you've ever been part of a production that you loved or like a team, like a sports yeah. team, mm -hmm. same type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps us up next week. We're watching uncharted. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of the show, let us know what you thought of Uncharted or anything we talked about here. Or if you have a late story about why we might be in prison, definitely email us, podcast at pencinema.com. You can also interact with us over on Facebook. On our Facebook page, there's always stuff going on over there. Trailer Master Jason always puts up all the trailers uh, linked to, so that you can go watch them very easily. So definitely check that out. Uh, but if you want to be uh, supporting us, What's the best way that people can support us, Penn? <laughs> well, David, <laughs> you know, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, it is. I'm just saying. So what you want to do, you know, all you need is it's, it's this. Normally I tell like hypothetical things. <laughs> but this one's real. 
this one's real. This yeah. is the this is this is actually happening in the Ketchum house as we speak. Oh, yeah. And Amy came up with this all on her own. What she did was she made a big bowl of vegan chicken dip, right? So <gasps> delicious, amazing buffalo fake chicken dip. Oh, it's so good. It's the bomb. But what she did was she put a little something in it. So that when we get to the big Super Bowl party tonight, somebody's going to somebody's going to be biting in. No, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> somebody's going to be trying to bite into their chicken dip, and it's going to be like something. What is this? And every and then you gather the entire party around to see what it is, and then you reveal a little piece of uh, poker chip, and the poker chip says, "Listen." And then somebody else in the room biting down on theirs and they have a little poker chip and their poker chip says to the and then all of a sudden everybody in the party's like oh my god there's something in my dip too and you all get them out and put them like around on the island in the middle of the kitchen and arrange them until it makes sense and it says listen to the Pennsylvania podcast now what you've accomplished is you have the whole super bowl party talking about the podcast instead of the sports ball game it's a it's wow. a foil proof plan look i got a side story here <laughs> Honest. I got a, I was I was at one point in my life engaged to a, a girl who came from an Irish background, Irish American background, and I am Italian and not familiar with some of these things. Maybe you are. I went to Thanksgiving dinner, and I chomp it down. I'm like, Kah! yeah. And you got the lucky penny. I got the penny, and I'm like, yeah. What the hell? It's a, it's a penny. <laughs> the I know it's a penny of this, and I'm like. Some money in the food, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, that's for good luck. And I was like, why didn't anyone warn me? <laughs> I wish you would have choked to death. I know. And like, <laughs> I wish you would have choked to death. <laughs> that would have been so funny. You're like fucking in the hospital, <laughs> all dead and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been in your funeral and I'd been like, oh, that's just like David. Classic David. <laughs> Choked to death on a lucky penny. <laughs> hey, hey, he got out before they caught him for prison. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's just like David. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, once again for the Pensino Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take care. Take care. And party on. <laughs>Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>